Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Homestead Education. I'm so excited today. I have Paola Brown from, she is the creator and author of Teach Me Health and Homeopathy. Hi. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. You become a a regular friend during the conference circuit. It's been fun to see you. (laughs) Yeah. So we met at a homeschool conference and we have just been, every time we meet up, we're so excited to talk because we have so many of the same ideas on how to teach and what we want our kids to learn. So, you know, I want to go into everything that you do, but tell me a little bit about just what Teach Me Health and Homeopathy is, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So Teach Me Health and Homeopathy is my destination after a long history, probably kind of how you feel about your your Uh homesteading curriculum. It's like it's like your conclusion after a long breakup with, <laughs> you know, you big ag for me, it was big pharma, right? I, mm-hmm. I actually was raised very naturally. We were immigrants from Brazil. So my mom brought with her a little homeopathy kit because we didn't have insurance, you know? And so she was like, we got to make do, which ended up, you know, little did we know ended up being like the best thing ever for us because I was very healthy and I really didn't see doctors growing up. I had no antibiotics. I had amazing gut health, all that good stuff. (laughs) But then I got married and I like to say I was built to be a nun because I developed a lot of UTIs and, um, yes, super fun. And I, no, no, not fun. It, 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 I took many, many, many rounds of antibiotics and ultimately found myself just covered with autoimmune disease. I had interstitial cystitis, which is, was horrible. It was like, light your bladder on fire, turn it inside out and put it out with the track shoe. That's what it felt like every day for seven years. It was horrific, oh. horrific. And then I also had um, dermographia, which is like dump a bucket of fire ants on my body. Every time I moved, it would just cause tons of itching. Um, and then I also had celiac disease. And so that was kind of my journey into or out of, you see, at the time when I had the UTIs, I thought like, oh, one round of antibiotic is fine. It's not like I'm on a long-term medication. To me, mm-hmm. I thought like, we're just using this one antibiotic because it's necessary and needed. But really what I should have done is sought out alternative ways to cure the problem so that I wouldn't yeah. have compromised my gut. And so you know, I have kind of this crazy story, Cody, where um, I was super sick with interstitial cystitis. I'm sitting in my doctor's office and she's like, okay, you, you were, we've diagnosed you with this. And I was like, okay, what are the treatments? And she was like, well, we can give you this blue pill. And I was like, and she's like, it'll turn, it'll turn your urine blue. And I was like, no big deal. You know, my toilet's already blue. No problem. I can pee in it blue. <laughs> right. But then I had, I had this little voice, my mom's voice actually pop in my head. She's like, ask about the side effects. And I was like, wait, tell me about the side effects. And she was like, well, for some women, it might make some or a lot of your hair fall out. And I was like, oh, goodness. Oh, and like Brazilians don't lose hair. We don't do that. I don't think Americans do either. <laughs> we don't like to. And so I was just like, no, I'm too vain for that. Like, there's no way we're going to, you know? And so she gave me like, oh, all these terrible, like she culminating to like, oh, and you can join a support group for the addiction. The opioids would 
you know, and I was like, what? No, I can't do any of these things. So I like spent years, you know, going Mayo Clinic, going to California, seeing like doctors in, in um, Maryland, like I flew everywhere trying to find the better doctor, the doctor that knew what to do, you know, mm-hmm. and then I kind of realized they're not, they're all kind of coming up with the same pattern of answers that I'm just not comfortable with. And I'm, this whole time I'm like bleeding internally, very painful and just awful, like hurt to walk because your body, like the bounce and the vibration of the gravity, it was just very painful. So then I start natural medicine and I find homeopathy. I work with the homeopath because this is a chronic condition. You should work with the homeopath for a chronic kind of thing. So I get 100% better. And then guess what? 12 years from the time that they prescribed that little blue pill for me, 12 years later, Cody, my mom calls me. She's like, Paola. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, have you heard of this drug named Elmeron for bladders? And I was like, yeah, that's the one that I turned down that they wanted to give me. My mom's like, well, listen to this. People who are taking it for about 15 years are going blind. Oh my goodness. It's drilling holes in their retina. And I would have been on it at that point for 12 years. So your question was, tell me about teach me health and homeopathy. That was the moment that I was like, we need to teach our kids. Because Mm -hmm. there's no amount of foresight. My mom could be like, hey, when you grow up, if anyone ever tries to give you Elmeron, don't because it's going to make you blind. Like we cannot anticipate these things that we don't know yet. Well, and I, I even find that with myself, like I'm, um, I get allergies in the spring, but I get them where I itch everywhere. And so like, you know, my first step is like, oh, I'm going to put some lavender on it, you know? And then my next step, I'm like, yeah, I'm taking every pill I can find in the house because I'm going crazy. And my daughter was like, yeah, I've been having some itchies lately. So I grabbed some lavender and put them in my purse. And I was like, oh, thank you that she's not having that same mindset that I was just raised with, you know? Yes, exactly. And, and it was just like, what do we need to teach our children? Okay. Like it or not, we do not walk out into this world and find health. We don't stumble into health. That's not how it works. Everybody stumbles into disease. If you don't know what to say yes to, what to say no to, what to, Mm -hmm. what to eat, to drink, what to turn down. And that was my goal with this program was like, okay, first of all, what is true health? What should we expect? And then when we do get sick, because we all do, we all have, you know, nobody's perfect. Last time I checked, um, we need to know, okay, what are the options when it comes to homeopathy and homeopathy for the homestead or for the family is the best kept secret. It truly is. It's a workhorse. I love my oils. I love my vitamins, supplements, and herbs, but homeopathy is my workhorse. And I have some wild stories that just like, just take the cake and it's just amazing. So, okay. Well, I think this leads to a really great question. What is homeopathy? Okay. So homeopathy is a system of medicine developed in the late 1700s by Samuel Hahnemann. So it's not quite as old as herbs. A lot of people think homeopathy is a catch-all for like herbs and home remedies. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's actually a very specific paradigm within natural medicine. So just like you wouldn't get get like acupuncture confused with um, herbs, homeopathy is its own thing it's you've seen it before you've walked if you've ever gone to whole foods or a vitamin shop or even a mom and pop health store you've totally walked past the remedies you just didn't know what you were looking at they often look like little chapstick tubes like there's blue ones and green ones like the the boron brand is great or alois is another great brand Hmm. and inside like if you shake it you'll hear like 
uh, like it sounds like a little, you know, shake, like little pellets are inside. You shake it, you can hear the little pellets. So that's what homeopathy is as far as like recognizing it in the world. But basically, um, homeopathy follows a few main principles. The first one is the law of like heals like, the law of similars. So in homeopathy, whatever a substance in its, whatever symptoms a substance in its crude form causes you to develop, it will cure those same symptoms in an illness in its homeopathic form. So let me give you an example and it totally makes sense. Right. Okay, Cody, you're in a tiny room chopping a bucket of onions. What symptoms are you going to develop? Watery eyes, burning nose. Right. Okay, now let's get homeopathy pushes us to be really finite with this. What kind of runny nose? Can you describe like the quality of the runny nose? Uh, liquidy. Yeah, liquidy, clear. It's not going to mm-hmm. be like thick and green. It's not a slug. Mm-hmm. Like those, you know, <laughs> so, right, gross. <laughs> okay. And then let's say you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so miserable. I'm in this like invisible cloud of onion. What are you going to do to feel better? Probably like open a window. Yeah. Walk outside, right? Okay. So you've got kind of those symptoms. And in homeopathy, what makes the symptoms better or worse also matter. We call those modalities. So you have your set of symptoms. Now let's forget, forget the onion for a minute. Let you, let's say you have allergies and you develop watery eyes, egg white, runny nose. And for some odd reason, when you go outside, which is not typical for allergies, usually people feel worse when they go outside, but for some Mm -hmm. reason, when you go outside into fresh air, you feel a little bit better. Like it kind of clears up a little bit you would be a really good candidate for taking the homeopathic form of onion, allium sepa. So whatever symptoms in its crude form it develops, it will cure those symptoms in its homeopathic form. Okay, so here's kind of where it gets really interesting. The second important principle of homeopathy is they say the minimum dose. So what they mean there is you're not actually consuming actual onion. You're not having the herb or the plant. They actually take that, a pharmacy does, um, and in, in the United States, homeopathic medicines are legally drugs per the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. So this is done in an FDA-inspected facility, um, and they dilute it down in a sequential process that I actually teach in my curriculum because it's interesting. But they dilute it down to the point that you have like nanoparticles left of the onion, or sometimes like it gets diluted so far down that like it's just incredibly diluted. Now, this is where the skeptics come in and they say, oh, it's just water because nothing that tiny could could actually stimulate your body to cure itself. That's what the skeptics say. I'm kind of an empiricist and I'm like, I'm gonna try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, I won't buy it anymore, right? So the way I explain to people, like, cause they'll be like, well, how does it work when it's so diluted? And the best way to think of it is, let's say you're sick with the onion symptoms and you, mm-hmm. cause you're sick with an allergies or you have a cold, right? And you're suffering with it. It's like your, your immune system is saying, human, I'm so sorry, human. I'm so sorry, we can't, we're trying to fix it, but we don't know how we're just, cause your body's wanting to help you. It wants to heal you, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't know how. You introduce this little minute dose of an onion. Your body su- suddenly sees like, oh, this is like tiny particles, like a virus or a bacteria. Your body recognizes it. And then it says, everybody stop worrying about the allergies. We're getting attacked by an onion. So there your body goes to mountain attack to, you know, attack the invading onion or this false disease, mm-hmm. but it's not, you're not really being attacked by an onion. And so it, it mounts a defense that ends up actually curing the allergies. Okay. That makes sense. It's, it's really sophisticated. It's really beautiful. So the key in homeopathy is to 
really pay attention to the symptoms, whether it's in your animal, whether it's in yourself or your kids and, and identify like, what are the top priority symptoms? Like, you know, you could maybe have a sinus infection and your mouth is dry, but really you have like a nail to the head headache that would take precedence. So you really, you take like an inventory of all the symptoms, the worst ones take more priority. And then you learn homeopathy by identifying remedies that mimic and match. And then you take that remedy to stimulate the cure. So that's kind of the basic approach to homeopathy. Okay. Um, so is to be able to do homeopathy, you have to be able to purchase the homeopathic Medicines. medications. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And like 99.999% of them are all OTC. So it's not a problem. Okay. That's, I mean, that's really interesting. So, um, I know we, you mentioned your curriculum. So, and I've said like, what is teach me Ho- health and homeopathy? So you have a curriculum to teach this to kids. Yes. So the goal with, with my curriculum, it, it is like the, the first half of it is really teaching about like our bodies are designed to heal. Reading the side effects of a drug label. Listen, there's a time and a place for drugs. There really are. I say in life-saving heroic circumstances, I don't want someone to turn down antibiotics if they're seriously ill and their life is in danger, but you should still know about those. So they're learning how to read the side effects of drug labels. Like when I had my post-op infection from my C-section versus maybe when I have a UTI or something. Yeah, that's, that's pretty serious. But you know, even after your post-op, like your surgery, you could take homeopathic medicines that could help ward off True. You know, infection, you know, so, so, so there is like, you know, the chance, like if, if you, you know, if you and I knew each other back then, I would be like, okay, take Arnica, take staff. I wish we would have, because I probably wouldn't have ended up doing five rounds of steroids and gaining all the weight I did. So that's terrible. It's so hard. Like, uh, trust me, I wish I had met someone, you know, the person who introduced me to homeopathy, like well before, you know, Uh although I grew up with it. See, that's the sad thing. Mm -hmm. I grew up with homeopathy. But my mom, when my dad graduated college and got a real job and the immigrant's dream of like, you know, we reached the American dream. She was just like, we have health insurance. She threw out the kit. Yeah. And so that's also the goal of the curriculum is to help families come back to what was all of our families had natural medicine, right? At some mm-hmm. level, if you go back a few generations and I'm trying to bring that back because that's where the health is. And I think that's what this whole kind of, we call it the modern homestead movement. We're trying to bring it all back. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, kind of um, maybe erase what we've done like the last hundred years and start over. <laughs> exactly. Yes, and and what has brought us to disease and and it's I love that like what I love about homesteaders is that like I don't care you know like I can talk to someone who lives in a in the house in a neighborhood about homeopathy and they're just like kind of skeptical, not sure whatever, like I'll even help them with a remedy and I'll clear up their sinus infection. And they'll be like, oh, it was probably the vitamin C, but you talk to a homesteader that gives their animal a remedy. And like, let's say their cow has mastitis or whatever, and you give them the right mm-hmm. remedy and that mastitis clears up. Like what I love about homesteaders and farmers is like, they will not deny, like, they're like, I see this day in and day out. And what I did changed something. And it's yeah. like, you have to be so tied to like reality on the farm because <laughs> you can't like explain things away. Like you're desperate to know what's helping and what's working and what isn't. Yeah. So. You're like, if I see it, I, I get it. And it wasn't just a fluke. So. Right. Exactly. Right. No, I love exactly. it. You actually had a story about um, something you did with a calf, didn't you? 
Yes. Oh, I think it was the baby goats. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. It was a goat that oh. abandoned, right? Oh, no, no, you're right. It is the calf. Sorry. That's a different story. <laughs> right. So we had, we had Monty. He's actually named after homeopathic remedy, Arnica Montana. <laughs> and he, we were going to try and sell him intact, but the sale didn't go through. And so we ended up deciding like, okay, we do need a castrate. So he's a bit older. And I mm-hmm. think, and so we had a friend from church, like do it. And he was, he's just not used to doing such a big boy. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he didn't cut it large enough and the, the castration wasn't draining properly. Mm. Okay. So listen, this castration, like it got like the, the infection got so big. It was the size of like a large grapefruit, Oof. like big big. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And you know, I'm trying to do hydrotherapy and trying to give him herbs, but he won't eat the herbs. Like he just eat his food, but he wasn't going to eat. Like you can't explain to him why it's good for him. (laughs) Like just eat it. And he wouldn't do it. And so I took him to the vet, which was like a hysterical experience because we didn't have a truck yet. And so like we shoved him in the back of our route. The best part of the story. Oh my gosh. And like every time I would drive down the, the road and this is, this is Texas. Okay. Texas has trucks. Like we love our yeah. Dodge, you know, we love it. We have a truck now. Thank you very much. But like, I'm driving this wimpy RV and every time this cow in the back shifts around the RV literally makes this like, like noise. And I'm like, I have never felt so wimpy in my life. <laughs> and people would drive by and do like a double take. Like that's a weird looking dog lady. So we get to the vet and they're like, pull your truck round back. And I'm like, there is no truck. Okay. So I'm backing up in my little RAV4 and I see the two farm hands and they like, one like hits the other and he points to me and they realize the cow, the calf is in the back. And this is like a big, he's like, you know, big, big boy. And they just like, they, they were wiping. They could not stop laughing. And I was like, laugh away, boys. This puppy is paid off. <laughs> so <laughs> Anyway, so we get them out and the vet is just like, yeah, it's totally infected. I do recommend antibiotics. It's really bad. And I was just like, I really want to avoid the antibiotics. Like, I just don't want that, like being peed out on my farm, on my soil. Like I just, if I could avoid it, let's try and avoid it. He's like, okay, you do some hydrotherapy with a hose and see if that helps. But he's like, I think you're going to really need it. Bring him home. And Monty is just slowly getting worse. I'm trying one remedy. It's not working. I'm switching to another one. It's not working. And this is where homeopathy can be frustrating because you can't be like, cow, can you describe your symptoms? You're stuck to like observe. And I'm not familiar with cows. This is our first cow and and baby. So I was just like, I don't, you know, so ultimately I land on the right remedy. It was called, it's called Heparsulf. Heparsulf, the keynote symptoms are bad infection, quite painful. It'll sometimes have like a cheesy smell, like the infection will have like a weird cheesy odor. Um, and it'll just have a lot of like pus and just like, like junk there. So, um, ended up finding, I should, and now knowing, I know homeopathy better now would have totally gone to that remedy right away. But at the time it was kind of newer to it. I give him the right remedy and it was just like amazing. He started eating again he started drinking more oh, and that, that grapefruit just her shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. And I felt like, oh my gosh, we're going to do it. He's going to get better. Then I go to church and I come home from church and still wearing my dress. And I went straight to the pasture because I want to see the fruits of my labor. And out from where his scrotum was, is like this weird, like it looked like a water balloon was hanging out. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what in the world is this? So we load them back in the RAV4. We go back to the laughing vet. And I'm like, okay, it, it seems like it was getting better, but what is this? And the vet was like, this is so interesting. I've never seen this before. He said, what happened was the, his body was able to push the infection and isolate it in this weird bag. And he's like, I've never seen that before. Cause like inside the body, it's no longer infected. It's just wow. inside the bag. So he took a rubber band and he banded it, which is what we should have probably done in the first place, but he banded it. And he's like, it'll just, cause it's vascular. He says, so let's just band it, take him home. It'll fall off. And sure enough, it did. And he got better. And we didn't need to give him antibiotics. And it was a win. I actually went to the feed store and bought the antibiotics and it was in my fridge. And I was just like Mm -hmm. ready to do it. But then I didn't have to. I thought it was great. So, well, and you know, I've worked with a lot of farms that do like an organic herd and a conventional herd or a natural herd. So that if they have an animal that does get really sick, they can treat it, move it over to the natural herd and then. And, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, they, you know, definitely try the homeopathic route route first. And then if that doesn't work, or if they feel like it's further, they can switch to using antibiotics or whatever they feel like they need to use. And they, the animal actually goes on a separate pasture, um, you know, depending like if it's a cow, um, I think they'll leave her on the pasture until she's better. When they rebreed her, that calf only has to be back on organic pasture for the last three months of pregnancy to be considered organic itself. Interesting. I didn't know all that. Yeah. See, I was on just like five wimpy acres at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was just, but like, I mean, I love that there's like those options and that you can work it yes. that way. Yes, absolutely. And I also think it was just so empowering. And I, and I also think like, sometimes if you have a large herd, like you may not be able to dedicate that much time and energy to mm-hmm. like that. So I, I understand that too, but this was, you know, this is our little calf, but yep. it was amazing. So what I've done is I've actually flown to England and Prince Charles, or I guess King Charles, um, he's a big <laughs> proponent of homeopathy. And there's, there is a group called homeopathy at welly level. So wellies, those little rubber boots, right? Homeopathy at welly level. And they teach farmers a whole, like how to use homeopathy with their animals. And so I took the whole course wow. and it was like, the, like another, you know, laugh at Paula moment. They were like, how many cows do you, how many head do you have? And I'm like, two. <laughs> and they just thought it was so hysterical because, you know, they had sheep and cows and everything. Uh-huh. But, but there were some veteran students that had been using homeopathy for a while. And they're like, we've been able to reduce the amount of antibiotics using our, our farm to like one cow. And he had like, you know, 300 head. Like he was just, mm-hmm. it saved so much money. We were able to do organic more easily. It's amazing for birth. You know, homeopathy is amazing, amazing for help. Like the, the birth go more smoothly. It's just, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, and when, once you get your farm and your soil and all those things working together, well, it's so much easier to follow those types of practices. Yeah. So, I mean, that's wonderful. Um, so let's see tell us a little bit more about how your curriculum works. Okay. So um, it is literature based because mm-hmm. I feel really strongly that kids, you, you kind of need to educate with homeopathy, with health, you kind of need to meet the learner where they're at. And so story really allows you to reach people where they're at. You know, like when, if I were to tell you a story, you're going to take from that story, what you need to hear and what's mm-hmm. right for you and oh, where you're I- at. I- I get it. My children's 
version. I mean, I'm pulling one now. I have little stories that go with it because that's what makes children relate to with what they're learning. Exactly. And it helps stick. And so I have my master's in curriculum instruction, which basically means I threw all of that out the window when I wrote my program. But one thing I did learn in school is that story was so powerful, right? And that it was helping helping the kids. So, so basically um, it's a program where you read a chapter book. I say the chapter books for ages six to 96. I even have an audio book because I'm, I get tired of reading out loud sometimes to my kids. So I love audio books. So we have an audio book version and you basically teach one lesson a week. And some of the lessons are a read aloud session and other lessons you might put the book aside and we take you deeper. So it kind of the teacher's manual tells you when to read a lesson, when to do a, an assignment or a, a mm -hmm. discussion. And so you do one lesson a week, you get it done in a school year, twice a week, you get it done in a semester. And it's basically a health science curriculum. It's health science with the holistic lens. And then by the end of the program, you're going to know about 19 different homeopathic medicines. And for kids, I decided to teach them around accidents because I felt like accidents were, you know, kids get accidents. They relate yeah. to them. They then they experience them. So we decided to focus on that. But the medicines have really broad applications beyond just like accidents. So mm -hmm. that's great. And I, I mean, I have to say, by the way, your curriculum is beautiful. I got a chance to peruse it at one of our conferences and I'm hoping to be able to bring it home for my kids soon because I just really want them to be able to know how to do all the stuff. You know, yeah. it's, and I say that kind of broad, but it's, oh, it's right. I want my kids to be self-sufficient. I want them to know how to heal themselves naturally as well as how to heal themselves through medicine, but be able to advocate for themselves when healing through Western medicine. And that's the tricky thing. Like I have, I have a good friend whose daughter graduated from like homeschool, high school. And she was like, she had some sort of symptoms. And so mom said, go to the doctor. She's a young adult now. So go to the doctor on your own and just get a diagnosis and come home and tell me what it is. And then we can, you know, we can put our heads together and figure out what to do next. So the girl goes to the doctor, Cody, she comes home and she's like, mom. And she's like, what? She's like, I don't know what happened. They, they went in there and I don't even know what I have, but I got a shot and I swallowed a pill. And so my program actually teaches kids, you're in the driver's seat when you're in the doctor's office, like kids come mm -hmm. out of, especially young kids, when you're a young adult, like you come out of the situation where the world was all adults and you had to be respectful to adults. Right. And now suddenly mm -hmm. you're the adult and who's in charge in the doctor's office. Is it you? Is it the doctor? You know, you're in charge. Yeah. And, you, and so they do this role-playing assignment where they ask questions. Like, oh, why do you think I need this medication? What are the side effects? Like who, what, where, when, how? Like those basic questions. And it's, so this program really is, it is to learn homeopathy, but it's, it's really to learn life skills. Yes. And that's the goal. That's wonderful. So if somebody wanted to get started with homeo homeopathy, sorry, um, where would you send them first? Or what steps do you think they should take? Honestly, I have a one hour intro to homeopathy class. It is quick and dirty and awesome. I mean, it's not dirty, but you know I know what, what you mean. mean. Yeah. Like, <laughs> jump right in there and get your feet wet. And so you go to palabrown.com forward slash intro, and that's just 20 bucks. So it's my okay. first name. A and I'll link all this in the show notes. Yeah. Yes. So palabrown.com forward slash intro. And, um, and that is going to be like from soup to nuts, like everything you need to know just to get the basics. So what is homeopathy? How is the medicine made? Why is it so dang safe? Because it's it's incredibly safe. 
Um, why is it so effective? And then how do you like basically take a case? Like, what do you do, Paula? Like, like Cody, you're going to have like in whatever, a month, whatever, you're, someone's going to come home sick. And you're going to be like, I know this thing is out there called homeopathy, but I don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. so, so that class is going to basically tell you like quick and dirty. This is what I did when I first got started. And you can get a lot. I call it cowboy homeopathy. Like at first, you're just kind of like, all right, let's yeah. figure it out. Just throw something but, at it. Yeah. 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 And, and think about it a little bit, figure it out. But yeah, it, it can be really awesome. And just again, I want to reiterate this acute illnesses, the short term, like cold or, um, you know, a, a cut like C-section that would have been like an acute. That's that's where you can thrive at home. But anytime you have something chronic like a gut issue or an autoimmune issue or allergies, you should really work with a homeopath for that. OK, that's interesting. So how do you find a homeopath? Yeah, I have on my website, you go to palabrown.com forward slash homie, like H-O-M-I-E, like, hey, homie. (laughs) So um, I have directories that you can find. Most homeopaths do their consults online via like Skype or Zoom or whatever. My my homeopath, for example, lives in Tanzania, Africa. Wow. Amazing. She runs a, a clinic out there for people that suffer with HIV AIDS. And so she lives out there with her family, her husband, it's like they're ministry so to speak and um and so there's really really amazing ones from all over the world so oh that's awesome I didn't realize that I thought you had to like find one local and work with them like your regular doctor so that's like the dream I would love to have someone I mean I actually have someone nearby that actually services the area that's the dream like if you can find but I I ended up working with her because I didn't know about the local one back back when I got started so but yeah it's great yeah great right um so I know that you have somewhere you need to be so I'm going to go into my favorite question for um all my guests and what does keep growing mean to you oh I love this what does keep growing mean to me okay well I I feel that health to me and really to everyone is means that like we have the health to bless lives. And so for me, like keep growing means you have the health that you need in order to keep growing, to keep blessing lives, doing good things, blessing your family, your husband, and then those around you. Like, like I get women that come to my booth at my conferences, like at one that I was at recently, she was like tearing up and she was just like, your program changed my life because now we don't rely on these medications. Like we're learning about a better way. She was like, we still gave my son an antibiotic last month. Like, you know, we tried, that's okay though. Like she's like, we've, but we've avoided 10 times that much. Cause she's got eight kids. Right. So, oh, like, wow. so much. And, and I just think keep growing means like find your health, find your true health so that you can go out and bless lives. And that I think always challenges me and helps me grow. So that's beautiful. I mean, I know I love when I hear that I've helped someone. So that must feel really special when you're going straight to their health. I mean, I mean, that's some, I mean, some people know our story of my husband and his liver disease and how much that has affected our family for the good and the bad. And to know that you're reaching someone there at that level, that's really special. Yeah, it is. And, and I've been there. I've been there where I was so, so, so sick. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we live in a weird world, Cody, where like everyone, 
our world, we want to anesthetize everything. We want to anesthetize our emotions, our focus, our pain, our hormones, our, you know, who we think we are. Like there's so much suppression and anesthetizing that is done. And I've just learned that health challenges, I'm not talking chronic, chronic health Mm -hmm. just sucks. Chronic pain is kind of in a different category, but like short-term fevers, short-term illness, they actually push us forward and that helps us grow. Yeah. It helps us be better. It makes you stronger and yeah. Makes you stronger. You realize you have limitations. You abuse your body less. Um, Children, when they have like fevers, especially high fevers, they tend to develop more their verbal and hand motor skills. They suddenly can say a lot more words after high fevers. Did you know that fevers actually kill cancer cells? Like, I guess we're all developing cancer cells a little bit here and there and sleep and detoxification, all these things kill those cancer cells, but fevers, it's like, it wipes them. A nice high fever will really wipe it out. And I just feel like growing is also suffering a little bit. And and, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, I think we have, like you said, we anesthetize everything in our country. We also have a habit of only thinking that we need to be comfortable all the time. Yes. And I mean, there's like a book on my radar right now. I'm wanting to read it. I think it's called the comfort dilemma or something like that. And I'm just, I'm very interested in that. So I read it too. Yeah. And it's like, in, but, but that's the thing. It's like, we, we all want like society today talks so much about like, I'm going to go kind of on a deep end, but like society talks so much about like equality and rights and making sure everybody has the same outcome. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's about opportunity because opportunity is where you grow and you suffer and you make mistakes and you strive and then you thrive. And I think that's the same thing with our bodies. We learn to honor it, understand like, like it's so cool in homeopathy. You have symptoms that lead you to the right remedy. But if you, like I get moms that call me and they'll say, Paula, my my kid is sick with the fever. What do I give them? And I'll be like, okay, well, tell me a little bit more about the quality of the fever. How high Mm, are they? What's causing the fever? Yeah. What's causing the fever or or, or just like, so then the mom will be like, well, I don't know how high it is because I just gave them some Tylenol. And I'll be like, you deleted my roadmap. I can't help you. I need you to let that wear off and then call me when they've got their symptoms. And it's like, yeah, I know you want your kid to be comfortable, but su- struggle and suffering actually lead us to the cure. And mm-hmm. that's so profound on even emotional levels. Going through hard things emotionally lead us sometimes, you get through it, like grief, right? You have to get through it. And then you're yeah. on the other side and you can heal. So I actually teach that with kids a lot. Um, that not just providing everything to them because it, they're, them being uncomfortable is going to push them to fix that for themselves. Right. And to want more and to mm-hmm. like, no, I, I want it to be different when I get older. Like, great, make it happen. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on today. I've really been looking forward to this chat and um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah. So just go to my website. It's my first and last name. Paola, so P like Paul, A O L A, and then brown like the color, dot com. So paolabrown.com. And actually, if you go to forward slash free, you can get three sample lessons from my main curriculum, which is for grades one through 12. Nice. It's like a one schoolhouse thing. 
And then I also have a curriculum for the preschool kids. I even have a program, especially for moms. I call it the book club program for you to like do it with your girlfriends if you want, or you can do it on your own if you want to, but mm-hmm. there's a book club. So there's at, on that page, you get a lot of that free stuff, samples of all that. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. Everyone always loves to check things out first. I mean, that's why we go to all these conferences, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. They love to pick it up and look at it. So yeah, well, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again on the road. Awesome. Thanks, Cody. thank you for joining me today at the homestead education and i hope that i have given you something to think about this week to help others find me please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player you can also follow me on facebook at the homestead education and instagram at homestead underscore education do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.